What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Sippin' with Sassy. I'm your host, Sassy, and let's get started with our drink. So this week's drink is inspired by a drink that I got at the beach over the weekend. Yes, I did go to the beach this past weekend, got a little burnt, which, I mean, you always need one good burn, you know, before the tan really starts to set in. So I took care of that, don't worry. But this week's drink is called the Blue Chair Rita. So I was at the pool at the hotel and went to the tiki bar and decided that I wanted to get a frozen drink. Now, originally I wanted a pina colada because is there really anything else you should order at the beach? No. So I originally wanted this, but then I saw a different drink on the menu, so... I ordered that, but after I ordered it and I got it, I realized, which sounds very, very dumb, it was a margarita. So it's really perfect for this week because it is Cinco de Mayo. Now, when you're listening to this, it's not going to be anymore, so I hope you all celebrated well, but what it was, so it's a margarita, just a regular margarita with the blue carousel stuff in it that I've mentioned before. So it was blue, obviously. But what I did do is I had a nip of the Blue Chair Bay Pineapple Rum Cream. So what I did is I added that as a floater to the top and mixed it in. So it's really just a mix between a margarita and a pina colada. And let me tell you, it was so good. So if you are headed to the beach, don't know what you're going to do, make sure you grab a bunch of nips, order <laughs> order a drink at the bar, and just add whatever you want to it. See what works. So the drink of the week is the Blue Chair Rita, mixed between a margarita and a pina colada, and I will say it was delicious. So definitely try it out. But on another note, so... Anxiety is something that I struggle with on a regular basis, and when I was thinking about starting a podcast, I really wanted to be able to talk about that because I think so many people have anxiety and are afraid to discuss it and ashamed of it, and what I've decided is that Every couple weeks or every other week, I really am not positive yet. I do want to talk about different parts of anxiety and how I handle mine because I know that there are so many people out there who need to hear this. And it, if it helps just one person, then I've done what I set out to do. So this week, I really wanted to talk about anxiety triggers or at least what triggers my anxiety and how I handle it and if I can help anybody like I said that's amazing and that's what I want to do so a couple weeks ago I traveled home with Bunny and it's a seven and a half hour drive and you know with a couple stops it makes it eight a little longer so The road trip was great. Um, Bunny was the DJ, just playing amazing songs the whole time. We talked the whole time. 
jammed out to some Taylor Swift, <laughs> like I said that we would, and it was great. But what happened was we got probably 20 minutes outside of our hometown. Now, this is a drive that I have made, this stretch of the drive I have made so many times I can't even count because when I was in college and used to drive home, this portion of the drive was always at the end of my road trip home. Now, why I started to get anxiety, I'm not entirely sure, but we were on the side of the mountain and all of a sudden I started to get that dizzy spinning feeling while behind the wheel and I was terrified. So instantly I just said, you know, I'm, I'm feeling very anxious. I don't know what's going on. It's, it was dark at this point too. I mean, I'm not a fan of driving at night, but I knew where I was. So why I was triggered, I'm not entirely sure, but I started to freak out a little and I tried not to act like it was as bad as it was, but there were a couple times when I was like, I need to stop the car. I can't, I cannot keep driving. Mind you, we're going 75 miles an hour on the highway. I was terrified. Now, to Bunny's credit, she was not freaked out and she really, really helped me out. And one of the biggest things I can say is if you have anxiety, you need to surround yourself with people who are going to support you and I don't really even know how to put it into words because if the roles were reversed and she was the one with anxiety about to have a panic attack while driving, I would probably start to freak out as well. I mean, I think that I would be able to support her, but you know, she didn't mention it. She acknowledged that I was having it, but didn't, you know, keep asking like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, what do you want me to do? What do you want? Cause that probably would have freaked me out even more. But what she did was she just started playing bangers over and over. So it kind of took my mind off of it. And I did work through it and I did get through it. And something else that I have started to do, which I know is probably so annoying because so many people have A, told me to do this, tell other people to do it. And it's just one of those things that when something t someone tells you to do something over and over, it makes you not want to do it even more, right? So I've been listening to meditation on the Peloton app. You can find it any type of meditation anywhere out there, YouTube, other podcasts. So a lot of the ones I do are before bed um, because as someone who struggles with anxiety, when I lay down to go to sleep, my mind is just racing over and over and over about all of these things that I cannot control in that very moment. And I've been doing that before bed and it really focuses on breathing so, you know, inhaling for seven seconds, holding it for either seven or four, and then releasing for eight seconds, I think, was one of the ones I did. And when I start to get very anxious and really think that I'm going to go into a panic attack or an anxiety attack of any kind, I 
try to breathe. And if you're counting while you're breathing, you're focusing on that versus focusing on the fact that you are about to lose your fucking mind. So breathing is something that really, really helped me when I was in the car about to have a massive freak out. And, you know, being with someone who's not going to amplify it. And I will say G2 is very good at it. There's been times when we first started dating that he didn't really understand it and would just say, oh, I don't know why you're anxious. It doesn't make sense. There's nothing to be worried about. Okay, well, it just happens. A lot of times you can't control it. And he isn't the same way where he won't keep bringing it up, right? So if you're saying that you're anxious, you're saying you're anxious and the person you're with or the people you're with just keep pointing it out, it doesn't help. It just amplifies it times a million and makes everything worse. So definitely make sure that you have people in your life who don't amplify it, but who can help you overcome it or, you know, at least acknowledge that it's happening, but then help you get your mind off of it by not focusing on it. So major props to Bunny for bearing with me and helping me get through it (laughs) because for a couple seconds there, I didn't think I would. And of course we made it back safely I dropped her off at her parents' house and then I drove back to my mom's house and everything was fine. So then when we left on Sunday to come home, I only had a small ounce of anxiety to when we were on the side of a mountain again to driving home. And I think that being up so high and looking over the side of the mountain, which has truly never bothered me before, is something that I'm starting to notice might trigger me a little. (laughs) So for me, if there's something like that that I have found that triggers it, the best thing to do is to try to not think about it, right? So if I'm going on a road trip and I know that there's going to be mountains I'm driving over or anything of the sort. I can't focus on it. I can think about it, give myself a couple minutes to think about it, and then just let it be what it is because it's it has to happen. It's on my way home or it's on my way to wherever I'm going, and I can't control that. All I can control is myself. And what I like to do personally is I like to pick a couple songs I know that I absolutely love and love to jam out to, love to sing along to, and puts me in a happy mood. So I can have those songs on deck when something like that happens. Now, I am also someone who doesn't like bridges. And when I say bridges, I mean large bridges. So if For example, (laughs) I went to the beach last weekend and usually when you go to the beach, you come across bridges, right? Bridges over water have always freaked me out. I think I watched some video. I don't even know what it was. It was some random thing on TV one time talking about how to survive if your car fills with water 
and how you have to wait till it's fully submerged to break the window and all of these things. And I think that is something that kind of stuck with me. So that has now been a fear that I have taken into my adult life, which is not so great. But anyway, bridges over water are something that really freaked me out. Now, when I say bridges over water, there have been multiple bridges where when I'm driving, I mean, you go over them all the time, right? Over little streams, rivers, anything. A flat bridge is fine. I, I will get over it. It will be no big deal. But when I'm coming up to a bridge and I can see that it goes up a ways and then comes back down, I'm freaked out. I think maybe it's the heights, which... I'm really coming to a realization here that heights are not my thing, which I did kind of know already. So I'm <laughs> I'm really <laughs> realizing this in the moment and it's just like it's a lot. It's really a lot to take in. So this past weekend when I did go to the beach, I knew that I was probably going to find one, but I my thing is I don't like it to be a surprise, right? So I'm driving, it's, the sun is setting, it's almost dark, it's not dark yet, and I look ahead, and I think, oh shit, I see this bridge, right? And if I can see it from a distance, that's usually when things start to go downhill for me. And every time, without a doubt, I get on the phone, I call G, and I'm like, okay, here's the deal. About to hit a big bridge. Don't know how big it is. I'm freaking out. I, I just need you to talk to me. And whenever that happens, we don't, like I said, we don't focus on the anxiety. The task at hand is just to get me over the bridge. So he knows to just tell me about the dogs. Tell me what he's watching on TV. Tell me what he's doing. What his plans are. Basically just talk to me so that I have something else to listen to and focus on. So I get on the bridge, everything's okay. I get about halfway and I get that panicky feeling, right? And I'm like, okay, I, I'm really feeling anxious. Like, I, this is not good. And then he just keeps going with his normal spiel. I make it over the bridge and everything is fine. So if you know that you are about to do something that is going to cause you anxiety and you cannot avoid it, have an escape plan, right? Have your songs on deck, your podcast on deck, your person you're going to call on deck and make sure it's somebody who answers the phone when you call because the last thing you need is to call someone who is not going to answer and then it's too late and you're in the anxiety, you're in the emotions and it's happening and you can't do anything about it. Now, if you are someone who, when you have anxiety, you like to stay quiet and not talk to people and not tell anyone, that is fine too. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. My thing is just, if it's happening while I'm driving, I have to have a way out. I have to have my go-to things that are going to help me through it. Otherwise, if I'm sitting in bed about to have an anxiety attack, no, I'm not going to call someone. I'm not going to put a song on and start blaring it and blasting it in the bedroom at night. That's a whole nother thing because I'm laying in my bed. I know I'm safe here. 
but when I am in my car operating a vehicle, I have to have a way out. I have to have something that's going to help me. And for me, those are the things that have helped me and as well with the breathing. So the breathing is a must. And if, you know, no one answers the phone, no one does anything. If you focus on your breath and the counting and all of that, it really takes the focus on the act- off the actual anxiety. So there are some other things that do trigger me and I know um, trigger other people as well. And one of those things is if I'm going somewhere and this is not my personal anxiety. This is a, a close friend of mine who had mentioned this before. If I'm going to a place that I've never been, the parking situation stresses me out or stresses her out. I'm going to act like it's me and just go with that. So that's what's happening right now. So stay with me here. So the parking situation, if I don't know where to park, I don't know where the parking lots are or if it's meter parking or any of that, it stresses her out, me out whatever. I'm already confused. So that is something I know has caused people anxiety. And me personally, if I'm going somewhere I have never been or to somebody's house I've never been, right? So if it's a friend or I don't know, I mean, I wouldn't go to a random house that's not a friend, right? So, okay. If I'm going to a friend's house and I've never been to their house, that always stresses me out a little bit. And usually Before I pull up, I like to text them and be like, hey, I'm here. Because my thing is to, okay, if there's multiple doors in the house, what door do I go to? I don't know. I All of these thoughts start running through my head, right? And this might sound a little wackadoodle, and that's fine. I am fully aware that I am different when it comes to things like this because of the anxiety and that's okay there's nothing wrong with getting anxious about little things it happens it happens to the best of us but make sure you set yourself up to succeed and if this is something that causes you causes you stress like the parking situation for example if you're going somewhere with a friend who also hasn't been there before maybe suggest carpooling then you're not alone trying to figure this out right or if you are going somewhere that a friend of yours has been to you know just saying hey i'm gonna follow you can i ride with you can we meet at your place any little thing like that just set yourself up for success so try to make it as easy on yourself as you can and this will probably help with the anxiety And I guarantee you it will be so much better than just going into it blind and trying to figure it out. Now, I think I mentioned this before in my first anxiety episode, but one thing that stresses me out too is I'm... (laughs) There's just a lot of self-realization happening in this episode, and... I've talked before about how 
walking through parking lots gives me anxiety, right? If it's wide open and I'm just walking through the middle. I have noticed I've gotten better with this and how I know this is we have gone for walks around our apartment complex with our dogs multiple times and there is a huge shopping center across the road and multiple times we've walked behind it with the dogs. Excuse me. Getting a little late and a little tired. And there's been some wide open areas, parking lots, roads. And I haven't noticed that I've gotten super anxious. But I think that's also because my dogs have been with me. And anyone that has an animal or doesn't have an animal and has anxiety. If you don't have an animal and you have anxiety, I strongly strongly suggest suggest you get an animal I mean I originally got our first dog she's a lab because of my anxiety and I did notice that as soon as I got her my anxiety severely declined so I really didn't have as much anxiety as I did before I got her and that was amazing but (laughs) I feel like she, instead of being my emotional support animal at this point in time, I am more her emotional support human than she is my emotional support. Because she does get very anxious when it storms, loud noises, things like that. And I do think that I'm partially to blame. I mean, I know dogs get skittish with stuff like that, but I think... The problem with storms, well, we did live in Florida for a while, so the storms down there are like none other that I have experienced in my entire life, and that probably didn't help her, but I think her seeing me get nervous with storms, because I am not a fan. I really do not like thunderstorms, so she probably learned from me to not like them, but I mean, what can you do? So... For real, if you do not have an animal and you have anxiety, I, again, suggest that you do it ASAP. I mean, if you are not capable of caring for an animal, no, don't rush and get an animal. But it's definitely something that I think you should think about. And I will say, too, when I started going to my therapist when I was in college, she had a lab that was there every appointment I had and... She would come sit on the couch with me and I would pet her and it would relax me and calm me as I'm, of course, pouring my heart out, sobbing to the therapist. (laughs) So that's really why I wanted a lab because it reminded me of that and how much she really helped through those appointments. So animal, definitely a great idea. So another thing that is something that does usually trigger my anxiety too is when I am out drinking. So believe it or not, (laughs) I really am not a huge drinker. I'll go out and have a couple drinks because honestly, I am a lightweight and that really didn't start until towards the end of college. I realized I wasn't as drinking. I wasn't drinking as heavily as people around me. And I think it was because my anxiety was starting, but everyone knows that feeling when you get really drunk and you kind of come to, and you're thinking, Oh shit. 
Like, I am way more drunk than I thought I was. And then the panic kind of starts to creep in, right? You're kind of worried. Oh, gosh, what's going to happen? Did I say anything stupid? Am I saying stupid stuff? Am I making sense? So I, if I know I'm going out or if I know that we're going to a party or going to a function of any sort that is going to have alcohol... And if you are going out and you are going to be drinking and this is something that stresses you out as well, make sure you're drinking water between your drinks. I know that sounds so simple and so easy, but I think so many times people forget to do that. And for me personally, I don't like to get wasted in front of many people, mostly because I have said before, I do become confrontational sometimes. Usually I'm a pretty happy drunk, but if someone says something that is offensive or they're picking at me like they want to start a fight, it's been started and I'm going to bring it. So I don't like to be in those situations that I know is going to cause me more anxiety. So I think most of it is just being in control of myself, right? So just preparing myself for that. And if I know I'm going to be drinking... Making sure that if I have a drink, okay, then I have water. Another drink, another water. Keeping it as clean as possible. Because when I start to get too drunk, I get that feeling of realizing what's happening, realizing how drunk I am, and then I start to get freaked out because I no longer feel like I am in control. So if this is something that you also deal with, just... Know that this is something that causes you anxiety and how you can better prepare yourself. So if you know this is going to happen, if you know you want to get wasted, make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are not going to amplify it, right? Plain and simple. That's I'm going to leave it at that. Now, along with surrounding yourself with the right people... I'm struggling a little bit right now with work. So one of the ladies that I work with, she is, I don't know how to say it without it sounding mean. (laughs) Um, She is very kind and we have had plenty of conversations that are great and I think she's a great person, but she's one of those people who sends me 15 emails a day when it probably could have been two, maybe three, or if she sends me an IM, there's 15 that come in before I even respond. So instantly I start to get anxious because I'm like, okay, calm down, calm down, relax. Let me read your first message. Now there is a difference between getting three or four texts from a friend when you're in the middle of a conversation Like, B and I, when we're texting each other, I will send her six messages, and then she'll respond with multiple messages, and that's not the kind of thing that stresses me out. I am talking about somebody that you work with that is just like, boom, 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 boom. Like, take a chill pill, relax, like, let me read your message before I can respond. So, for me personally, because I, obviously, this is not somebody I can avoid, right? So, I... You know, if I see that she's IMing me, 
I just wait until she's done typing because I know that there's going to be multiple, multiple messages, right? And I know that that's just the kind of person she is. So as soon as you can realize what kind of person you're dealing with, I think that sets you up better for success. So if I know that that's the kind of person she is, like I said, I just let her send all the messages and then I slowly start to reply. Also, there have been times too where I will let her, I am sit there and marinate before I even read it because I know that it could start to give me anxiety and I'm just not, I'm not ready. So I just let it sit there. So this is also when I've been using the breathing techniques and I just take a couple breaths, focus on it, control myself, and then I go about what I'm doing. So I think something too that makes me nervous with her is if we're all on an email, there's four people I work with directly every day. So if we're all on the email and she sends an email or some one of them sends an email and she replies right away, I am not someone who will reply to all of my emails right away. I just can't. There's multiple things that I have to do in a day and if you set the precedent that you are going to reply to every email within a few minutes, I think you're setting yourself up for failure. So the second you start to let everyone know that you are reading your emails nonstop all day, everyone's going to expect an answer right away all the time. Am I saying that I don't respond to emails right away? No, I'm not. But what I'm saying is I need to set aside time to do that in a day and just break it up so that I'm not freaking out (laughs) trying to get everything done at the same time. So when it comes to work, because I think that a lot of people probably deal with anxiety at work. I mean, you're at work more than you're at home, right? So... I am a list maker and I am someone who every morning I write down the tasks that I have to do that day and I know that there is certain parts of my day where I have to check my emails and I have to get back to them. So I like to block off 30 minute increments throughout the day where that is what I will focus on because I am not someone who can sit in my email and watch them come in all day because it will stress me out. I like to be on a schedule and I like to work through that. So if you have found yourself being stressed out at work, especially with emails and all the people who are bothering you all day, set aside certain times of day to focus on that. Now, if that's not something you are capable of doing and your job doesn't allow you to do that, then make sure you find five minutes here and there or even a couple minutes, even a couple seconds just to sit back, Look away from your computer, take a couple breaths, collect yourself, and then proceed forward. (laughs) And this is something that has really, really helped me. And like I said, if you want to make lists, I promise you that will help as well. That's something that I have to do. It really keeps me focused and it keeps me present in what I'm working on. So that is something else that I would definitely recommend people doing. So (laughs) I feel like this episode has really been all over the place, but 
I really wanted to talk about some of the triggers that I have noticed within myself. And if you are someone who gets anxiety often, really think about what it is that's causing you the anxiety. What are things that you know are triggering you? And as soon as you can narrow it down to those things, you will have a better control over what's happening. So along the lines of this entire episode, make sure that you set yourself up to succeed. So get your breathing under control and just remember that you are in control of your anxiety. It doesn't feel that way most of the time, and I will admit that it doesn't, but you are in control. And if that's something you have to say to yourself over and over and over and over again in your head, do it because that also helps. And that is something I do do. Do do. That sounds stupid. (laughs) That is something that I do on a regular basis. Just to remind myself that anxiety does make you feel like you are out of control, but you are in control of your thoughts, your breathing, and all of those things. So I really hope that this episode didn't trigger anyone, (laughs) but I hope you guys are doing well and please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. And if you like this episode, let me know. And like I said, I will probably continue to do anxiety episodes from time to time because it is a major part of my life, which is unfortunate, but I think there are many other people out there who feel the same way. So if you do, I hope this helps. If it did, please, please let me know. And I will talk to you guys next week. Cheers.